Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, let's talk about uh, LAFC. Let's, let's turn the corner. Let's talk about the black and gold. Obviously, lots of things going on. Still no coach. Uh, it's been almost a month. We had you on, what, last week, two weeks ago. It was almost pretty much a month from now that they let Bob Bradley go. Yeah, yeah. Um, no head coach. Um, Eduardo Twesta, your boy, he's, he's gone up. Palmarius. They've added a couple players. Um, but before we talk about the head coaching job, let, let, let's talk about the – let's 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 talk about Duarte Twesta. Uh got him right here. Let me play this this clip. Look, he's he's happy, he's moved on, and let's hear what he has to say. Hola familia Palmeiras. Eh, emocionado, agradecido de estar acá. Agradecido con Dios, con ustedes. Espero poder conocerlos pronto en el estadio y poder empezar eh, a gozar de, de, de buenos resultados, de alegrías, de buen fútbol. My man already knows all the words and everything. He was ready to go. Your initial thoughts, El Profe is gone from LAFC. What what are your thoughts on this? Sad, man. It's it's sad for for, uh, LAFC to have a player that was, was a staple here. I think it was no surprise to say that he was the most important player for LAFC throughout the years. And I argue that against anybody, against Carlos Vela, against anybody, because people forget that Atuesta was very instrumental to the season uh, Vela had in 2019. And you know, I talked to Vela a lot that year. I talked to Atuesta a lot that year, and the connection that they had was incredible. And I think that's why you saw Vela at that at that stature. Not to discount everything that Mark Anthony K did and Latif Lesson did, but Atuesta was the motor, and mm-hmm. we knew that from the beginning he was going to continue to be that. And I just think that his growth over the years in MLS really showed a lot about the type of player he is because I've mentioned to you before, I've watched that Twist off for a while when he played in Colombia as well. And he came to MLS with a, with a very clear purpose of, of trying to to grow into that next, you know, that next level. And he undoubtedly did. It's unfortunate that this last year goes the way it did and, and, you know, injuries and whatnot see him off the field. But I'm, I'm a, I was a little surprised by, by the team. Well, not really because it had been out there, but, I think him going back to South America is a big deal because he's closer to home, uh, especially now that he just had his son, which is, you know, super important to be closer to family that way. And two, Palmeiras is, is a huge team in South America, probably the best team in South America right now coming off those Libertadores wins. And the attention, the attention is there. Like people will say, you know, sometimes those leagues don't get a lot of attention, but they're definitely, maybe the league itself and in, in interplay doesn't, but when it comes to these uh, tournaments down in South America, when it comes to national team coaches, it's easier for them to to watch those games. It's easier for them to to go to those games instead of like, let's say, uh, uh, Renato Rueda, the Colombian coach, being able to go to an LAFC game. It's not going to happen, but it's not hard for him to just hop over to Brazil and, and you know see him live. So I think for Atuesta's growth, it's a huge deal that he's going to be down there because it helps him in that goal of 
being in that national team pool, which is obviously something that he's always wanted. And he's been able to do at the, at the lower levels, at the youth levels, but now he's hopefully going to be able to do it at the major, uh, you know, the, the major team level. So I think it's, it's good for him for LAFC. Like I said, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's a big loss. Um, and that midfield now is a, uh, it's going to have a lot of questions as well, which, which is funny because I think that there's, they have the pieces there. Like I think people have like, for some reason, lowered their, I guess, expectations or levels about Sifu, who's an, a great midfielder uh, who does it at, you know, he does it consistently to me enough um, or used to, at least in Ecuador when he was, before he got scouted for LAFC, like he, um, he put he puts in the work and he's high motor. I mean, obviously there's pieces of his game that, People need to see better, you know, finishing or better things like that. But he's there. Latif is still there, which we know what Latif gives. So it's not like they're going to – to me, it's not like the Galaxy where the midfield now was like, all right, now we just lost two people. How do we fill that? But Atuesta's role is, is you know, it's not something that you just fill. It's not. Yeah, it's, not, it's good. I, no, I, I think it's going to be hard to replace. I mean, just the sure, passing. Sure. I, I like what Sifu does, but, like, uh, offensively, obviously, you know, you probably did more than – than, well, Atuesta potentially did, uh, you know, outside of Atuesta, you know, doing the free kicks and stuff. But now nah, what Atuesta what does and did for LAFC cannot be replicated unless you get a, a veteran type player from South America and you plug and play. But I think it's going to be very hard. And I think I'm very, <clears throat> I'm very interested who the, because initially when I was thinking, okay, uh, the midfield's good with the Atuesta. This is before the Atuesta news. Right, to right. me, it was the biggest thing. It was like the back line and the goalkeeper. I think the last time we, we talked about it, it was yeah, like yeah. the back line and the goalkeeper. I was like, okay, they need to address these five positions. Now it's a six position, right? Yeah. What Atuesta what, what is like, and that's a big position because you don't have someone controlling the midfield. Um it's going to be very difficult. And what he did, right, he developed uh, uh, gradually throughout the MLS, right? He, he's Now he's somewhat of a, I would say he's a veteran player. He's definitely a veteran player for MLS. Uh, I think he's going to have uh, good uh, success in, in, in uh, Brazil. I got I had a lot of – I had a couple Brazilian reporters actually reach out to me um, and ask me about how he plays, his play style. And I was like, look, we call him a profit for a reason, you know, because he yeah. controls the midfield. He knows what to do, his passing – I think some Brazilian outlet had put like this mashup video of his passes, his goals, and all these things. And I just sent them that like this is what you expect. After this is a highlight reel, but like his passing was insane. He did struggle this season because of injuries, his past season, the injuries, and everything like that. But so did Diego Rossi. The two players that were expected to go to Europe and everything like that, were expected to move on, had struggling seasons. And I don't know if I would necessarily can put that on both Eduardo Twist and Rossi. I think it's more on the club. Uh, I think the the club. I think LAFC really dropped the ball on uh, on Rossi and developing Rossi and Atuesta to go to the next, the final step. Because I know I, I had gotten word at the start of the 2022 season that Palmeiras was interested and asked around. You know, the LAFC folks are like, no, no, it's nothing. Blah blah. blah. They're they're like, don't believe everything you hear. I'm like, yeah, but you guys have you guys never say anything, right? So it was funny. I was like, I was like, you guys said the same thing about the Brian Rodriguez news, which which was hilarious. I literally said that to them. I was like, you guys literally said the same thing about Brian Rodriguez news. So I was like, well, if it's not anything, then I mean, there's definitely a lot of smoke there. Then like then then a week later, what happens is a twist to resign with LFC. So I was like, okay, maybe the Palmarius thing was just whatever it was. But this confirmed everything to me. Uh, because Atuesta was really thinking of leaving at the start of the year. And I, LAFC fans or LAFC front office should be thanking Eduardo Atuesta because if he didn't resign, he'd be walking away for free. And oh, yeah. LAFC would not be getting the $4 million 
that uh, they're getting from Eduardo Tosa because Eduardo Tosa was pretty much a free agent. I think in the summertime, I don't recall, but I don't know if you remember, uh, he was a free agent. So he resigned. He pretty much did him a thank you for the four years and resigned for them. So for they could get a transfer because or else a Tosa could have been gone and walked for free. He didn't have to resign for with LAFC. He could have just finished out this last season here. And that would have been it, but he resigned with them. And I wonder, I wonder if him and his agent kind of did this, um, type of deal because it doesn't make sense for him to leave right now uh because his contracts till the end of the season or till i think april or the summertime um i guess it makes sense for you but i wonder if they had a conversation look like well i'll resign with you under uh, one condition if i if i don't want if i want to leave after this season i get to leave after the season because i feel like that's that because i think that's though i think that's the only reason he he resigned uh, with LAFC with those intentions because it, it it's very surprising that he resigns for one more year and he leaves half the year. But I think in the back of his mind, he knew like, look, if this season doesn't go well, or if we have a really good season and Palmeiras is still interested, I'm leaving, you know, um, because they, they, it was the 4 million that initially that, that Palmeiras uh, didn't want to pay, or I think LAFC right. didn't want to, didn't want to accept back in like April, whenever the start of the season was. Mm. Uh, so I, so I, de- I definitely do feel like, um, Atuesta had been eyeing Palmeiras. He's happy. He's ready to move on. Uh, Rossi was yeah. ready to move on. Atuesta's ready to move on. There's going to be a lot of these players that are ready to move on. And I don't have anything wrong with Atuesta wanting to move on because you just said, because the next step would be in Europe. You know, it's an easier, you just mentioned, right? The easier fight to go see these players from Brazil, you know, all these different players. His closer to his family. And I think, you know, it's good for a good for Atuesta, good for LFC. You're going to make $4 million. But I think, Graham's thinking things. It's a little still too low, but look, it, it just is just what you had to work with, and I and I you you paid what I think was a, um I think it was a million dollars for a Twista. Yeah. Um. I mean, you get three million dollars off of that. It's not it's not bad. Uh, I definitely felt like you could have got more, but the way the season ended with LAFC and everything like that, you're only gonna get so much. You didn't even make the playoffs, but good for a Twista. Now I think it's a very difficult uh spot to fill for LAFC we're gonna have to see who comes in because now you have to now to me that's a nut added piece yeah they added uh Escobar but I still think you need to add more pieces of back line the goalkeeping uh and the midfield with the twister um but let me let me ask you that we know there's a there's a DP spot until Rossi is sold or whatever happens with him would you would you use that on a midfielder I think it's not far-fetched to say that they should use it on a midfielder I mean I think when you think about a team like LAFC and how important the midfield has been to, to the make of that team. And granted, we're talking about under Bob Bradley, but we know that, that, you know, that system, they want to kind of keep that attacking mindset. I think having a, a DP midfielder, a, a established DP midfielder will definitely help LAFC move forward because like we mentioned, this is, this is a new look now. Right. And we've talked about all this time, <laughs> G man talking about big nuggets. We talk about all this time that, um, this is, you know, this is going to be 2.0 or there's going to be a few, you know, minor changes here and there. But this is now a, a completely different team when you think about uh, all the changes that it's not, have It's not a sense like a rebuild. It is. It, it, it is and it's it, the only you know? reason the only reason why it's not a per se a rebuild is because you still have pieces there that are good enough to to not have to start from the beginning. And I think the term rebuild just naturally has a negative connotation where you think that it's a team yeah. that's starting from zero. But if you think about it, like they're, they're going to, if gonna Vela leaves, if Vela doesn't come back, it's, it's exactly. It's, it's, yeah. They're holding, on the to Vela, they're holding on to Latif and that's really all you have from, 
that core team that you you know that you started with four years ago and and it's not surprising because we knew coming into this past season like this there's going to be moves that were going to be made we talk about all the time if COVID never happened Rossi and Atuesta are probably gone before they left and for a lot more money than they went for but because of the way things panned out you know things go a little different so um, I think that you know a, a midfielder DP would would be 100% uh, smart because I don't think that I mean obviously up top they're they're fine with having Chicho be there and Vela for however long he's going to stay defensively I don't think um, I mean let you could sign a, a, a DP defender but I don't think that's going to make anybody <laughs> truly happy you know what I mean no, like I yeah, it's that's, not gonna, that's not going to move the needle anybody so I think midfielder is, is the only way to go there but um, like you said it's not easy to to replicate what he did for LAFC. It's not going to be easy to, to fill those roles. And I just think that he, I think a very underrated aspect about what he um, brought to LAFC was a lot of what Bob Bradley taught him throughout the years. And maybe the only thing I could see is like, maybe whatever new coach comes in could, uh, whoever fills the position could kind of be the same that, that Bob was with Atuesta in terms of like teaching, hey, this is the style that I like. This is what I like you to do because Atuesta coming from Colombia and playing the game that he played there, the way that he played it, to playing how we did under Bob Bradley were kind of really two different things. And the, the only the one thing about Atuesta is that we knew, well, I knew from the beginning, is like he could play in that eight, he could play in that six, he could play in the 10 if they needed him to. But Bob really was was on him to be like, yo, this is what we want you to do. And I think that that was so much part of the growth that yeah. he was able to, to make in the four years. So, um, you know, they're going to have to fill it somehow and uh, i think that 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 that's instrumental to obviously whatever the new coach wants whoever that may be moving forward to, to whatever they do yeah and i think it also depends too maybe it will be a big piece or maybe not depending how we don't even know who the coach is going to be but like how they play right how the, the right. play style and stuff like that maybe you may not miss it twice as much as you really thought right, because right. the coach you know or if they play similar then yeah you definitely are going to miss them um Alex says playing FIFA and listening to Gio and Andy is a good combo. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's listen to all listen to all our moves on on, on FIFA, Alex. So <laughs> Alex you have a success. You have a success, Alex the GM. Um, but yeah, no. Well, I will say if 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 Vela doesn't come back or they don't, they're not able to solve or whatever. Get Vela. It's a rebuild right now. Uh, G Man had a, a a good comment. He said maybe not a real rebuild, but a restructure. I, I'd say that, but if Vela is gone, then it's, it's definitely uh, it would be definitely a rebuild. Um, but that's not to say that they can't have a successful season. But I think the more time that passes without knowing who the head coach is, the more questions are asked about the front office. The more questions are asked about where this team is going and all these different things. I just do think it's kind of odd that you know maybe the, maybe it will get announced tomorrow or next week. Uh, who knows? But I think um, I know I know a lot of fans are are, are a little frustrated. Uh, 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 not you know, not knowing the the head coaching um, position, and I know you want to take your time, but I feel like you know you start you're you're almost getting to the point that like okay, you know when when is is this really happening or not, or are you you're gonna pick up uh, one of your assistants? Uh, before we get into the, the head coaching uh, discussion, let's talk about uh, the recent uh, acquisitions and uh, and the MLS uh, draft. Um, LA is, well, let's talk about Tristan Blackman. Cause he was, he was picked off first. So the, the, he was, he was picked up by, uh, Charlotte FC and the expansion draft and instantly traded, uh, to Vancouver, I believe for yeah. money, uh, for some money, I believe gam or something. I forgot for how much, but he was traded right away. 
Um, what are what are your thoughts on uh, obviously LAFC left him unprotected? Uh, Charlotte was able to. You guys know how the rules work or don't. Charlotte could pick one player from each team, up to five different players. Um, what are your thoughts on Tristan Blackman no longer with LAFC? I feel like that's a big loss too, and maybe uh, people don't see it that same way. But I, I always like Tristan, and I think that he took a lot of strides as well, um, maturity wise, and and um, in his game that you could see. But he was never able to to fit in whether or not they wanted to play center back or whether or not they wanted to play right back. And those same conversations we were having earlier about Sebastian Legette, like when you're not able to to be in that defined position that you really uh, see as your best, it, it makes things a lot more difficult. So. I think there was a lot of moments throughout the seasons that Tristan was, you know, out of place or he makes bad decisions. I'm thinking about like that stupid red card against like SKC or something like that. But there's just moments that that come to your mind. But in general, I thought he was a, a pretty solid defender, um, you know, and I think that there's a I think LAFC has a I don't know what's the right way to put it, but they have this this mindset. Right. Like they had Walker Zimmerman and then they had Eddie Segura and then they had like. Like there, you know, there's there's like this pride of like, you know, that they have that LFC fans have obviously coming up for 2019 season. But um, I'm like, you know, a player like like Tristan is is integral in that in that process. Right. And for him to not be there any longer, because now they're trying to figure out, like, still, who's the best center back pairing from what they have, whether or not it's Eddie and and Fall or if it's uh, Murillo or if it's Ibiaga or whatever the case may be. There's still questions about Moon defensively so it's like there's I feel like there's so much turnover defensively um that maybe people are like I whatever like we could we'll be fine without him but I I feel like he would have been a pretty solid piece to have LAFC for LAFC to have but I also feel like Tristan is to me a a a bona fide starter in MLS so for him to be able to get that I'm more surprised that Charlotte was agreed to let him go to Vancouver because if Mm -hmm. I'm Charlotte coming in new I probably would have kept the player of that caliber that's just me, but um, I feel like in Vancouver, it could be a good opportunity for him. Um, I'm excited to see him play under Sartini because Sartini's a madman, and I think Tristan, uh, he, he builds off energy, and he's one of those type of people, so I feel like that could be a good look for him, but I just think that a player like that wants to get his chances, and when you're not able to get those consistently, then obviously um, that's that's going to happen, so I feel, personally, I feel like it's, uh, it's, it's pretty much, it's pretty, a pretty big loss for me for LAFC, but um, I don't think that given the past season and how much he's been in and out and stuff like that. I don't think that uh, the team itself would miss him that much, but for sure, I think that they could have used him next season. Yeah. The, the biggest thing that surprised me about that is that they protected Marco Farfan over Tristan Blackman. And I felt like uh, Marco Farfan did not have a, I'd say he had like an up and down season. Um, yeah. yeah that, sure. Like stood out crazy. Um, and Tristan Blackman, maybe his maybe LAFC knows his injuries a lot more serious than they, than they are, or whatever. Maybe that's the thing, I don't know. But I, I to me, without that, uh, to me, I, I Tristan Blackman's the better defensor. I think to me, Tristan Blackman's a better overall player than what I've seen from Marco Farfan, um, just in this last season. Um, and I would have protected Tristan Blackman over Farfan, um, but that's that's just me thinking out loud. Um, because even though if you don't want to have, if you don't want to have, or you, you don't, you don't really see him in your future, I feel like Tristan Blackman has more value than Marco Fafan and you could have traded or done something like that. Maybe if you didn't see him in his plans, but I think the biggest thing about this, all these decisions are being made without a head coach. And I think that's the biggest 
that's the biggest thing that's that that just doesn't make any sense to me because all these players, yeah, it's good. Like, look, you're having a couple players come in, this and that, but like players are getting picked up, financial decisions are being made, and all this different thing. Because the new coach can't come in and be like, okay, bam, this is who I work in. You know this. I got my players. I'm gonna bring in so and so. I got I already got someone for the right back. I already got someone for for the left back. Oh, we need defenders. I know where to get defenders. Oh, we need this. Yeah, you're not going to replace Vela, Chicho. That's given. But, like, there's going to be certain players that a coach may or may, may have, like, yo, this is what's not my player. Like, this is not who I see. That, that happens all, all around the world. The only thing is is difficult to bring in if it is a Euro, if it is a South American coach or somewhere around there that's harder to bring in players from the connections you have, even if it's in Mexico, unless it's someone from the from, – from the MLS, but I I feel like the next coach coming in may may like these players and may not like these players that the front office is deciding. And I think that's the biggest that's the biggest head scratching move because um you could look down in February and all these players are getting picked up. They may just be benched, you know, they may not get that playing time. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, so I that that, that to me just hasn't made sense uh, on all these decisions being made. But we'll see how that plays out for LAFC. Um, the next guy, the LAFC acquired uh, Ismail Tashari Shadri, who who played in the MLS Cup final with NYCFC. Uh, he was picked up from Charlotte FC in exchange for four hundred thousand and GAM, which is I think it's a lot of money. Um, he did win an MLS Cup. I, I did see him. I think people shared on Instagram that he shared his uh, uh that he's excited to come back next season. I think wow. the day of the parade, and with wow. the day of the parade was the day of the MLS draft. Um. And he gets traded to LAFC, which, which is unfortunate, you know, because it's uh, the, the way MLS is set up with these <laughs> weird rules, you know. And it's I saw that flowing around and stuff. But what what are your thoughts on, on this guy? He looked good coming off the bench. I, I have not seen NYCFC outside of the, the one time I think they played LAFC this season because I'm not sure if LA Galaxy played him at all this year. Um, I saw the MLS Cup final. But it's hard for me to tell off what he say. He's young. He he definitely looks versatile. But what are your thoughts on this move? Well, for LAFC fans that remember the the game against New York City this season, Tajori Shradi was the guy that scored the goal in the 90th minute. So that's a fun fact for you guys. Is that the, um, the K? Is that the K pass? Was that that's the, K? the one? No, that was the one that was off the set piece. That just he was by. Oh, off the set piece. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but no, Tajori Shradi is a good player. I just think that um, he was. He had some injuries that kind of plagued him in New York City, and uh, he was a starter. Like that, he was their guy for a while. But then I think with with Tati Tati's emergence, somebody like Maxi Morales, um, they started going a different way for for their attack. But he was he was always first off the bench for for New York City, and I think he scored like seven goals this past season, which is I feel like coming off the season LAFC had. I think that's a that's a good thing because nobody else was scoring besides Chicho this year. But B, if you think about the fact that Tati won the Golden Boot, and then the fact that I think Maxi Morales was up there at somewhere up, not too far behind um, Carlos Hill for assists, for the Jory Shotty to score seven goals, mostly off the bench, um, is pretty. I think it's pretty telling. Um, I think he could be a good asset to LFC. I I see more as like a a, a death move. Like he, I don't know if he's gonna necessarily be a starter. That's an or, expensive death move. Yeah, death exactly. Move, that's why. That's. That, but that that goes to the next point that or the point that you just said is like the coach that could, that comes in could be like yo I love this guy like he's gonna be my guy you know what I mean like so it's it's really it's hard to it's hard to tell but um, I think he he could consistently be a starter if we're just talking about the player 
and his um the only I thing to Tyler. that is um I'm just thinking what out loud Brian Rodriguez like where's this four hundred thousand dollar player exactly. going? Exactly it's like where do you put him? Like that's the only reason why I'm like it's gonna you know he's gonna have to come off the bench like he was in New York, but um it's uh, that, those are all decisions that that I guess the 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 coach will make. The one thing I, I will say is if you're playing him on that on that right wing is that's I feel like over the past few years with Vela, we haven't seen anybody that was really a good enough caliber sub that if Vela has to come off, there's somebody that really comes in that's like, oh, this guy could still be pretty good. Like I feel like the mindset was whenever Vela came off the field, it's like, you know, damn, there goes half of the attack. But a player of of Tajori Shradi's um level, I think it's it's a pretty solid move if you know if you're looking for a Vela sub. Just you know, saying that that's that's what they're gonna play. Um, I think that's a, a pretty good move to have there. And, you know, he's he's definitely proven that he could score. Um, and he's he's one of those players that the one thing about him is that he's gonna shoot the ball. I know that for sure. He's he's not afraid to shoot. So um, for all the the areas that LAFC were lacking this past season, and I guess the year before, I, I feel like it's a pretty good player to have. But yeah, like you said, that's an expensive uh, expensive death move for sure. Yeah, I just think I, 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 he, he definitely seems like an exciting player. And obviously, seven goals is nothing to look over. Um, I just don't know where he'll play without a head coach, without knowing how the head coach wants to play. And at this thing, to me right now, you're not necessarily missing offensive weapons, or you're necessarily needing offensive weapons. I think you need more defensive weapons. Um, you know, like another center back or a left back. I don't really think Chiqui Palacios is the guy uh, as a starter. And I don't know if the head, the next head coach, whoever that is, may see him. I do see Chiqui Palacios coming off the bench or developing a little bit more. He's had an up and down games. You know, the center back position, if Eddie Segura is healthy, yeah, you put him in there. Malvin Mudufa, potentially. Uh, but Jesus Murillo is, is, is shown that consistent time and time. He's not a, he's not a capable starter. Uh, to be in this league, I just I just don't believe I just don't see him as an elite starter. He can come off the bench, but I, anything outside of that. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. And then obviously the goalkeeping. Uh, situation and that still needs to be addressed maybe you want to wait for a head coach i think that makes sense to to wait on a head coach uh you know to make those decisions but that that goes to my point like why isn't there a head coach um so we'll, we'll have to see um let's let's talk about uh well franco Astro, uh franco escobar from atlanta united uh so lc acquired him for up to six hundred thousand in general allocation money which includes 250 and uh, GAM in 2022 and up to 350 and GAM in 2023 based on metrics. That is a defender. I believe he plays right back. What, what are your thoughts on Franco Escobar, who came from Atlanta United? I think Franco could be pretty good as well. I think he had a, a weird ending in, in Atlanta, which was when all of that stuff was going on with, with basically everybody down there in Atlanta United. So I think he's on a path that he's really hungry to prove himself. And once again, this team – that right now doesn't have a coach and doesn't have, I guess, defined favorites. I feel like anybody that's coming into this team right now feels like they they have a position to fight for, and 100% in that in that right back role, that's 100% the truth for LAFC. So he could emerge as as being you know being a starter and being pivotal to this team. And I think of a player that that has experience, a player that um, that that was part of that that uh, Atlanta team, which is also an expansion team that that came in and had early successes. Is important as well. So, uh, yeah, I think that it's he. Like I said, he could potentially be a a guy for LAFC because I think we're going to start moving away from this. All oh, these are these are the defiant guys, and the, you know that that type of stuff is going to change now that Bob Rowley's not around. And we mentioned it. That's the type of stuff that LAFC needed more of because had they had it under Bob Bradley, 
they might have had a lot more success than they did in the past few seasons. But Bob stuck to his guys. Bob stuck to his ways. And for a lot of reasons, that was a downfall for a lot of those players and, and that team in general. So, um, yeah, I think Franco is a good move. And I think that was one of those moves that could definitely help you feel a lot more at ease with with uh, the back line in general. But there's still, you know, some moving pieces back there that need to be addressed for sure. Yeah, no, I, I like this move. I like the Franco move. I know that I think they said he had a, he has a temperament or whatever, but I think this is a move that made sense to me. He has experience. He has MLS experience. He understands the league. Um, you know, I think I just think you, you just gotta hopefully you know uh, get a lot a lot more guys. I think you gotta like I said earlier, you gotta get someone on the left side uh, to see and obviously what this goalkeeping situation looks like. Um, let's talk about the the head coaching uh, vacancy. Still, we we talked about it two weeks ago. We're talking about again. Um, the job is still open. Um, apply, apply here. Apply here. <laughs> huh? Apply here, right? Apply <laughs> here. <laughs> we'll call you in two weeks. Let you know if you. Uh, <laughs> we'll let you know if you got the job or not. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, exactly. That that's exactly how it feels like for this for the LAFC job. Like, hey, it's like you know, positions open. You know, t- taking applications, but you know, we're just seeing what we can get. So, uh, Renato Paiva. Uh, is another name from uh, Ecuador. Um, so news, uh, Athletic reported that JT, uh, um, John Thornton was out there in Ecuador and he met with them. This has been reported by Athletic. He's out there. Um, but I also, there was another report from a lot of news outlets from Ecuador said, they're saying that Renato is happy with his current club and doesn't want to go anywhere. So that came out right after the athletic reported and everything like that. And I had a bunch of, I had a couple of people from Ecuador comment on my, on my tweet that I did. They're like, he's not going anywhere. Leave our guy alone. I think they just won the championship <laughs> down in Ecuador. Uh, I was like, look, I'm just relaying the info. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm the messenger here. So obviously that doesn't look good. Maybe they offer him more money or anything like that, but he does not for a coach to say that just to shoot it down is, you know, it's, it's pretty like, yeah, when I, I read that, it's like, yeah, he's not going. He's yeah, not well, going unless, something, unless something drastic happens and they throw him more money or something like that. But uh, I, I don't really see that happen. Go ahead. What's the thing? IDV is is one of Ecuador's biggest teams. Like, they've, they've had success in Copa Libertadores, like which I mentioned earlier. And South America is a big deal for, you know, for tournaments and for exposure of those clubs. But the thing that I laugh about is that he's like, I think he's, this is his first year down there with IDV. And he was hired to replace their old coach, who was hired by Charlotte FC. So I don't think IDV is in the position that wants, like, this guy to walk away to MLS, knowing that the last guy just walked away to MLS. Mm, yeah, that was, I did not know that. Yeah, to me, I, I saw that, and I was like, nah, that's probably not gonna, probably not likely at all. Yeah, and then he just won the championship down there, right? It's, so it's like, I know I know fans are, uh, yeah, like you're, not, you're not letting this guy go. Um, so that name's... Um, off the list, I, I would say for now, Juan Carlos Osorio is still there. I don't think Jesse Marsh. It's it sounds like to me Jesse Marsh was like, thanks, but no, nah, I, I think I'm gonna look for yeah. jobs in Europe because I also would have been announced now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know LAFC has a good relationship. Knows Jesse Marsh. I know John Thornton ha- has a good relationship. I'm pretty sure that call was potentially made, but Jesse Marsh probably doesn't seem interested in coming and coaching MLS. And also, you got to think he just went. What was it? RB Salzburg was who he was coaching. Um, going from there, coaching Champions League, maybe he still thinks he could get a, a job in Europe, and I and I I would agree with that. And MLS LAFC does not sound as intriguing. Um, you have Steve Sharondolo, uh, Ante Razov, which is assistant coach. Um, you know Mahabir Turco. I don't know if that's still being thrown around, but like you know Jaime Lozano. I know that was that was another rumor. 
Uh, but what are, what are your thoughts on this? Like the the job is still open, right? The applications are still open. Uh, we're a week from Christmas, or essentially, yeah, essentially like a week from Christmas Eve, um, and still no official announcement. I know LFC put out a video with uh, John Thornton uh, uh, doing talking, but I don't know if that's what the message the fans wanted to hear. I think they wanted to hear who their coach was. <laughs> yeah, right. It's been the same. It's been the same thing over and over. Like them just like, hey, you know, we're working on it and. At this point, it's like if you're if you have, if you're not gonna announce the coach, nobody wants to hear anything else. Like <laughs> exactly, announce the coach. Exactly. There's no need to to put Keep more explaining. Like, yeah, because at this, at this point, all that's happening is the time is time is running, and we I forget that the season starts so quickly next year that we're about to be in the new year, right? And as soon as January hits, like you're talking about preseason already starts. Um, and that that just ramps everything up in, incredibly. So to me, this coach has to be announced within the next few weeks. I'm not saying it has to be in December, but there's no way that they I get. would feel like December. I, mean, I like... feel like it should. I feel like it, it should, but I'm not saying that it will. But um, there's no way they get past like the first week of January. And still well, you know, ready. when's the when's the winter transfer window start? Like the first week of January, I believe, right? Uh, some, yeah, somewhere. Let me look at that. So it's like. To me, I feel like if it doesn't get announced this next week, and it may be an odd time, um, uh, it, 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 there may be some question for concern. Um, because, we'll, we'll do like the Jaguars did last night and announce it at like midnight. Like, yo, we hired the like coach. Uh, with uh, Urban. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is that is a terrible situation. That that is pretty, that's pretty bad. Um, so but I think the window's the- already up. The- on the um the Juan Carlos Osorio front, which which seems to actually be like a, a credible um I guess candidate or whatever the case may be, he just finished coaching his last game like probably five ten minutes ago um, with America mm-hmm. de Cali, so their season is officially over in Colombia. So he's um he's now I guess available. so that that could if that is a, a natural candidate that could speed up the process. As well, so that's the guy that could be announced because uh, I don't know if you make the announcement Friday. Maybe if you're like, damn, we just this Osorio is the guy. I don't know if that's the guy for a lot of people. Um, I don't know. Uh, he, he, I look, I remember with the Mexican national team, he did he did win it for us against Germany, but that was, I mean, that was the best game I've ever been to in my life. Live, I will admit that it was it was an exciting game. But there was a lot of head scratching movements and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know if this is the Osorio is the guy, but we'll, we'll see. But I, I think to me, it's just interesting that they're they're still interviewing at this point. I think that's yeah. that's the thing. It's it's been a month. I think it's literally a month since Bob Bradley was let go. Bob Bradley's already had a head start. Bob Bradley knew he was leaving LAFC the the day before, even the, a couple of weeks before, and he you yeah. know he's already Bob Bradley's already had a head start. Um, and LAFC, look, I get I get that you want to make sure you you find the right coach and stuff like that. But I feel like to me, the list of coaches should have started before the season. I don't know. No, I agree. Just... And I think, I think the longer it drags on, I think we talked about this. The longer it drags on, it leads me to believe that they're just going to go with somebody like Sharondalo or, or Razov for the sake of like, you know, like you said, there was time for this to, to transpire. Right. And, and you knew that Bob was, initially or eventually going to be on his way out you had that time and that that search should have really been something that started then or prior to um to that even transpiring so for them to still kind of be in the process and who knows man they could have this is all you know speculation and and who they are interviewing but they could have a, a list of candidates that we have no clue who the hell actually are and they pop up with a random name or something like that but 
the longer that this transpires, I think that, you know, somebody like Sharundalo ends up being more of a, I guess, of a feasible option to, to kind of go in and, and take over. But like I, told well, I, think, you, I think that that that'd be look. I don't I don't I don't know. Look, I seen Sharonda with the with the with the record with the lights. Obviously, it's not good. But look, I I don't I don't want to downplay Sharonda or Rossoff, But I feel like you could have tested them out during this last season. Yeah, I, yeah. I, sure. I, I, unless unless the front office didn't think Bob Bradley was going to leave and maybe come back for to me. The, I, I don't know. Me and you, I had I had no. There's no way I saw Bob Bradley coming back, whether they wanted him back or here. Every everybody I spoke to, everybody I spoke to that that was close with Bob, uh, I, he was not happy with the team. He was not happy with the club. He was not happy with the front office. Obviously, all that came true at the end because he left right away and got a job ASAP. He's, he was ready to move on. Um, you know, so Bob Bradley was he, Bob Bradley knew he wasn't leaving, but I, and I kind of wonder if LAFC did not know if he was really if he was leaving. If they were like, oh, maybe we can convince him to stay another year, this or that. Um, but like, I feel like all. All that to me was known during the season that I didn't think Bob Bradley was going to come back at all. Um, and I wonder if they didn't they didn't think that or whatever. Maybe this is what's taking them so long. But I think that's just to me it's just bad planning uh, yeah. because it, the, the season coming coming up so quick. Look, it could be tomorrow. Osorio's announced or whatever. But I just don't. I still don't think Osorio's a guy. Um, but all no, this waiting. No, I don't either. Trust me. <laughs> but but all this waiting. That's what I'm saying. But all this waiting and stuff, and then you announce. Rossov or Sharundalo, a lot of fans are not going to be happy, and, that, and that's no disrespect to to them. Um, because if you had Sharundalo Rossov coach this season, and you got to see, okay, we probably saw, we could probably see what he, he could do, or this or that. But then you're going into this next season. I, does Vela want to come back and, and play under Sharundalo? Does Vela want to come back and play for Rossov? I don't know. I, I really don't know. You know what I'm saying? And I think that 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 would be interesting. Look, Razov and Sharonda can have a great uh, year next season. We all could forget about this conversation, but at, at the moment right now, I think the more time that passes and no coaches is announced, I think the more questions and everything like that, and you know, the club trying to put out these videos. I don't, I don't think that's easing the pain. It's just look if you're not going to put anything about a, a coach, probably not, probably be best not to post anything because <laughs> hey, you're really playing with people with a lot of fans that I'm talking to. They're like. Their fans literally have a countdown day. I forget how many day what they're like day twenty five, day twenty six <laughs> with no coach. Oh, look, I, look, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Gotta let, you gotta let LAFC fans enjoy the holidays, man. They're they're not doing that, man. They're, they're well, making- exactly oh. that exactly you, that exactly. You're not gonna. It's not gonna be a good Christmas. It's not gonna, like if they don't announce it this week. You're gonna. It's, it's literally gonna ruin the Christmas. Like dang, like you know, it's like. We still have no coach, but Merry Christmas or this or that, you know, like every comment that I see. So no coach news. We got to schedule without a coach and all these different. And I know people ain't, ain't going to let it up. But, yeah, I, I, I we'll see if it happens on Monday. I would hope it would happen on Monday because it's, it's the final week. Yeah. Um, you know, people and I'm also I'm also interested in to see um, the same way that Greg Vanny did this year where he scheduled a lot of preseason games. Like, I feel like that's something that would benefit LAFC a lot. 100%. But you think about that short window that they're going to have in between the time they sign a coach and the start of the season at the end of February, it might make it a little more difficult. But if a team like the Revs is coming back to LA, which seems to be uh, true for preseason and they could schedule some games against them, like they're going to need to get as many preseason games in as possible. And I think that was, uh, I mentioned it before, it's a very big part of the reason why the Galaxy got off to such a great start this year is because they played a lot of those preseason games. So Benny was able to to tweak a lot of things and see what worked and what didn't. So 
for for LAFC, that should be a point of emphasis. Like get that coach in, you know, obviously start making these roster moves as as fast as they could, and then like get that preseason action in. Because if not, they I mentioned it before, they're gonna go into this year blind. And you know, by the time they actually start catching a the stride, they could be way behind the ball. And then, you know, we're talking about another year that they're chasing a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that definitely would not be be good and there'll definitely be a lot of questions asked. But look, try I'm gonna try to stay optimistic. I'm gonna tell the LAFC fans stay optimistic, even though I know it's hard. But it's it's not looking good right now. But I I you you would have hoped they would announce it by next week. Because if they don't announce it by next week, I don't think you land the nudes in in between Christmas and New Year's, that's that would be a weird time. And then after New Year's, you're already into the new year and the transfer window and all these different things. So we'll see. I think next week would for me, I think next week would be the week. Uh I'm not in charge of those decisions, but I think just to ease people off. But uh, you know, but if it's a Razov, a Sharendolo, it's not really easing anything. It's just like you wait all this time. These these are this was the guy, you know. This is, you know, that's the thing. I mean, look, if it's if it's an open application and they're trying to get the best coach possible, I think the best, I don't know. <laughs> huh? Throw the names in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the names are getting slimmer and slimmer, whether whether maybe the coach maybe is not as interested. I also wonder, like, how marketable is, in a, a how, like, in the MLS, it's a, it's a very uh, intriguing job. But outside MLS, how interesting is the LAFC job? Yeah, you know. that's a good question, especially especially for candidates that are coming from different countries, right? Um, it's 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 valid. It's valid because we see it as obviously a good position for MLS and and the interest is there, and especially the player, the caliber of Velas around and stuff like that. But um, it could be a lot less intriguing than it was four years ago when they were looking for their first coach and they ended up tapping by Bradley. So that's an interesting point. And the other thing is like a lot of these players are on vacation right now. And they have to get back in January. So the hope is they get back to actually having a coach and like getting that going. Cause I know Chicho's been in, in Colombia for like the past month already. Living life. Life boys living life out there. I'm about to go join them soon. So, <laughs> so if they come back in January with no coach, that's gonna be a, a hell of a problem. Oh man, that, that that's gonna be crazy. Uh JP says we will be blindsided by the coach. I don't think it's anyone who we've heard of. I agree. I honestly agree with that. I feel like a lot of the names that have been tossed around, like some were valid, some were not. Um, but I do think that there's probably candidates that they've they've interviewed and have on their list that we actually absolutely have no clue. But the only thing I'm saying is like, I feel like whoever they hire, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't think fans are going to be happy one way or another. Like some fans are going to be like, oh, sure, this guy's good. Some fans are going to be like, oh. I, well, look, have you, have you hired like a Jesse Marsh? Yeah. I don't think. You know right, what I'm they, then, I think universally, everybody be like, "I." Right. Yeah. It took you this You're time, but all right. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it if it's a random name that, yeah, like, right, cool. It's more so about like what, what, it, like, right, you have the coach because the coach is really just checking off a box, but it's not like you, well, the you're moves the coach like, does after that is what's right, important. right. It's gonna be like, what do they do? Like, who are they bringing in? What are they gonna do? Because the coach is like, we just want a name. We just want to know that somebody's here. But then it's like, I right, we still have to do this, do that, and then see what it is. So That's what I'm saying. Like, the, the sooner you do this, look, oh, sure. Vanny already let go of Leggett, Jonathan Dos Santos resigned Sasha. The team across town is making moves left and right with the head coach and stuff, but LFC is still making the, the decisions. But I, I think whoever it is, the coach, may or may not like these players, and I think that's what that's what's going to be the, the difficult part for LFC because, it, it, look, if 
this is not who I want. I don't think this player is capable. I, you know, I really do like this player. I do think he's capable. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to, honestly, we'll just have to see how it plays out for LAFC. We're talking about it here in December 16th. We'll ha- we'll see what happens come February 16th or March 16th, right? Once the season's already underway. It's only um, like two, I, two months away at this point. Yeah. Season, man. Yeah. We're, we're literally going to be back in the, in the, in the, in the bank before you know it, you know, for these preseason games and stuff. I'll tell you this. But, if it is Juan Carlos Osorio, Jesus David Murillo starting next year. <laughs> <laughs> Why, do Why do you say that? Why do you say that? What do you say? Does he have a relationship? All the, all the Colombian bias in the world. He's going to have uh, any Segunda. Murillo. He's so, Look, I hope I hope you can at least good. recognize that Murillo's not good. I don't know. Uh, Bob Bradley thought he was he was something, but I don't know. If you had to just give me a call, I would help him out, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's your boy, man. Don't be talking about your boy that way, bro. That, that's messed up. Don't be talking about Murillo that way, you know. Definitely. Will. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I, I did look. I think we hit on this. Unless the chat has any questions, um, I think we hit definitely hit on everything that's been going on as of late. And we'll see. Like I said, we'll see what happens this next week. Um, I think this maybe maybe potentially the last podcast podcast of the year, unless something crazy happens. Um, but yeah, man. Any any last words? Anything you like to add? Nah, man, I think we covered everything. We we did a good job at it. LAFC fans, try to enjoy the holidays as much as you can. Maybe Santa will bring you a gift or a few other gifts that you've been wanting. Head coach. Head coach. <laughs> coach of that caliber. No, nah, but uh, yeah, uh, it's it's always exciting. I think the off seasons, um, they're always exciting regardless if the team is good or the team is bad because you just really don't know. It's a, a sense of the unknown that leads you into whatever the next season will be. So. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to. I'm excited that it's a short layoff because we're going to be right back to it, like you said. And I think that um, that you know it'll be. It's an interesting time for both LA teams. The one thing that I realized when the schedule came out was that, like, obviously, which is not you know, it's a not it's not an unknown thing, is that MLS loves the LA teams and they're going to be on these big market games and they're going to be on these big channels. So they need to they need to live up to that accusation, right? Because if they start playing like shit again, then that's going to change really fast. And, you know, there's... I ain't, I'm going to be going to the games. I'm going to just watch them from home. All right. You, you, <laughs> get, you already know I have, I, have a, I have something about going down all the way down to Carson. It's so far from me. So... <laughs> hey, <laughs> you, you and your big old mansion in the hills, man. I know. It must be tough coming down it's all so the way down. It's so far to get up. Those normal people. It's so far to get from Calabasas down to Carson. Man. <laughs> my, big old, my big old mansion coming down the hill. <laughs> But look, all right, guys, that, that's gonna wrap. That's gonna wrap up the show. Uh, I want to thank Andy for hopping on here. Like, like Andy say, man, enjoy the holidays, regardless of what what situation. You know, I know a lot of players have left and everything like that. But you know, try to enjoy the holidays with your family. Um, you know, happy New Year, Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, everything. Enjoy it if you're out of town. Enjoy it with your loved ones. You know, hopefully we're here to make these conversations and make these conversations. Uh, you know, try to keep you guys informed and what's going on and. You know, stuff that we're hearing and our thoughts and stuff. But no, look, I really do appreciate you guys being on the podcast. Uh, everybody listening, uh, just check the the numbers on Spotify. They did like this rap thing or this um, Spotify. I forgot what it's called. I'm messing it up. But it pretty much tells you the, the numbers and stuff like that. And it shows the growth and stuff like that. So it was really cool to see. So everybody that's been tuning in. And there's the subscribers that were up by like something crazy, like 800%, which I was like, that's wild. I feel like this is like fake news or something, but it's from Spotify. So I was like, it, it's been growing. So we, the podcast has definitely grown. I know for those that don't watch the, the YouTube, it's definitely grown. So I appreciate to all our listeners, everybody that listens to this, much love. 
and I hope you guys are great. Great holidays and enjoy your time and get some tamales if you guys haven't got some already. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>